Hello everyone, welcome to Mind-Blowing Health and Wellness with Violet, Pat Chat Edition. I'm Violet. And I'm Pat. We make these videos to help people to understand how to do keto in a really, first of all, efficient, fun way, mm -hmm. but also to make sure that we don't fall into the traps and mistakes that we can find on the internet. Hmm. So what are we talking about today, Patrick? I see, I see a bunch of articles, I see comments from people uh, in our videos that are assuming, I guess, that we need to add fat on the ketogenic lifestyle. So I think we, we, it would be interesting to have a, a chat about that this week. I think yeah, you're stealing I mean, my idea from last week. <laughs> I'm not stealing anything. <laughs> so Valid, do we need to add fat on the ketogenic lifestyle? Okay. Okay. So simple question. It's, it is a simple question. Yeah, and, and yet I, I think we'll the interesting thing that. is, so let's start with the examples, mm -hmm. right? Cause I think both of us, when we started, cause remember when I started doing this, my most important goal, get carbs out. Mm -hmm. My focus was on get carbs out. Yeah. I was not aware of the add fat story. So this is Violet now. So when I started doing this, I did not even add a little extra fat to get me through that first week. Part okay. of the reason that I suffered so much. Okay, so basically you cut, you did cut out the carbs, but did not, like you stayed with the same diet. No, not the same diet because you cut out the carbs, but like, I mean, you didn't replace really your energy source. I didn't replace <laughs> my energy source. Okay. So basically what happened is I cut my carbs out. I ate mm -hmm. a normal meal without carbs. So if you consider that I'm, I'm that person that if I eat chicken, I wasn't eating the skin hmm. at the time. If I ate a piece of pork chop, I wasn't it's eating the fat. So I was just eating normally. And guess what happened? You're starving, right? It's start exactly. <laughs> so it's like, the interesting thing was like, I knew I ate enough food that I shouldn't have been hungry. And yet I, I was hungry. So I had the headache. Mm -hmm. I didn't replace enough salt. <laughs> and I mm -hmm. had also the, like, why am I so hungry? Am I so hungry? And so, but at the same time, I was committed at this point that I'm not eating any carbs. Mm. But you were tracking at the, at the beginning. Of course, you were tracking with the oh, you have. But you were tracking your calories, right? No, I wasn't tracking calories. Oh, I was you're tracking, tracking carbs. Just the carbs. Okay, I okay. Was tracking I, carbs. Okay, so basically, you had a calorie a calorie deficit instead of you of eating your two thousand average. Let's say two thousand. Well, the you're probably only thing. So let, uh, I'm going to be a bit more clear because the only information I had that you take your carbs under twenty. It was not clear the importance in the first week. And it's, and I feel, I feel like, okay, so maybe it's not said because most people, if you tell them they can do something, they kind of only hear, oh, you could do this and they don't. So it wasn't actually said that you should replace anything. I say it when I talk to people because I, I did not like that experience at all. Okay. But so what I did was I took my carbs down, like, like I was explained to do, mm -hmm. and I didn't add any fat. So knowing how much food I normally eat. I ate enough vegetables and meat to accomplish that I shouldn't have been hungry. And I was hungry. But you were, okay. And so eventually, but I had the headache too, right? So let's be clear. Okay. The headache bothered me more than being hungry. Although the being hungry was like seriously not advisable. And, mm -hmm. I, and I think that most people, I have a lot of willpower because this was really bothering me. Mm -hmm. At the time, oh, yeah, the hip, yeah. but like if I didn't have that hip situation and it was all about losing weight, would not have continued. Hmm. I, I know myself wouldn't have done it. Okay. Right. But because this was so important to me, mm -hmm. if you remember at the time, it was, um, snowboarding season, mm -hmm. 
had yeah. just passed and, and we hadn't been able to go. I think yeah. we went twice. And I was in so much yeah. pain the day after snowboarding. Yeah. Which you'd think, why did she continue to snowboard? But, you know, yeah. it's what I do, right? So it's like, I was in so much pain that it didn't make sense. Yeah. And, and that was just like snowboarding. It, I'm not even talking about the fact that I could not sit in my... I think I'm a little bit addicted to crossing my legs. If you could be addicted to a physical behavior. <laughs> I could not sit in my office with cross legs. Like for more than an, mm. an hour. And I do. So I see clients all day. So if you think about it. It's like sometimes three people in a row. Mm. Cross leg. I couldn't do it. Which now I do all the time. Three people in a row. Cross legs. Like it's just. Is it healthy to do? Probably not. <laughs> but it's just the way that I sit. Right. So anyway. So all of these things come back to say that. I should have been adding fat at the beginning. Hmm. I didn't. And you see the repercussions of not replacing that energy source, which okay. is why when I talk to my, anyone who's asking me about doing a ketogenic lifestyle and I tell them, talk about what I did. And I suggest them yes. <laughs> rather than torture yourself, like I did add a bit of fat. So, and the fat sources. So, so no, but before the sources, like in the beginning, would it be a good idea to track your, if, if you, to track your calories, basically, like no. even in the number, wait. Even though, oh wait, wait, wait. Even though, like you're, you're not like it's not a good idea to generally track your calories, especially at the beginning. If if you're already tracking your food and you you're used to a two thousand calories, to make sure that you replace with the right amount of fat, because you probably don't want to overdo it either. So, and I'm still gonna say no. No. Okay. okay. The reason I'm saying no mm -hmm. is that. And you know, are you, are you gonna replace? How much are you gonna replace? Okay, so that so that's very good. So the reason I'm going to say yeah. no is that I actually do believe that when people track calories, then that number becomes the number that they're focusing on. And actually, even though I tell people to have a little extra fat, the way that I tell them to do it is when you eat, are you able to make it to the next meal? That's the only, okay. that's the only um, marker that I feel is important. So so day one, whatever it is that you like, so that first meal, whatever, however much fat, like, so maybe that first meal you're going to breakfast probably. So yeah. you're going to cook your eggs in some butter. And then you see like, when did I feel hungry next? And like, if it took me a normal amount of time to get from breakfast to, to, to lunch, okay. I know I had enough fat. You nailed it. Okay. If it, if I start to feel hungry early, I know mm -hmm. I didn't have enough fat. Okay. And then at lunch. I'm going to like have a little bit like, and again, it's like adding a little bit of butter, okay. adding it like, you okay. know, it doesn't take much. That's so, a part of the reason too, that I say to people, it's like, it's not a high fat diet. Yeah, yeah. So not just like uh, to sum it up, not spiking your insulin, maybe on that meal. You're sure that if you made it through your next meal, you had enough because when you spike your insulin, then it triggers your triggers hunger, you like it, yeah. it triggers. So if you didn't have... Like for sure, if you if you start your day with a bowl of cereal, like two hours after you're hungry, yeah, right? Yeah. So, but if you start with like two, three eggs with a little bit of butter or uh, coconut oil, and you or can even make eggs it and to, bacon, and, yeah, and you can make it to lunch. Like then, eggs and bacon, you know you, you or eggs and anything, almost in the morning, eggs and bacon, mm -hmm. eggs and sausage, eggs mm -hmm. and like like or just just two eggs, just eggs like yeah. three eggs, whatever, like cheese. Like eggs, yeah, cheese. Cheese. like I feel like eggs and anything, you're probably going to have your best understanding of how far can I make mm -hmm. it before I actually should feel hungry. So like if I have that for breakfast, chances are very good I'm going to be able to do three-ish, three two to three-ish hours. 
before I start to feel hungry again. And then that's your marker for between lunch and supper now, right? Yeah. And so like when you between lunch and supper, am I able to do the same amount of time? And if I if I'm not able, then I kind of know, okay, my lunch probably didn't have enough fat there. Okay. Eventually, lunch well, breakfast falls away, and then yeah. it's kind of like you're, you're, it's the that time between lunch and supper that mm -hmm. matters. But like I said, I think the most important yeah. thing for, for me was I didn't know that I should have added a little bit of... Like, again, I was eating... Unfortunately, I was eating low-carb, low-fat. Like, that's the truth about what I was doing at the very beginning, mm. not realizing that that's what I was doing. Yeah. And I only realized it, like, well after the fact. But at that point... It doesn't matter. So, so let me say that part of the story. Mm -hmm. But I want to hear. Be, before I said, I want to hear your story. Like, so you started slowly. You took small amounts of carby things yeah. out of your diet. Like, so you started with, yeah. I think, the the desserty things. The desserty things. Yeah, that was my big uh, snacking. Actually, snacking and desserty thing after supper in front of TV. Yeah. Like so, so that TV was the first night. thing. So you the did. first thing that that uh, that that went like uh, out of the out, out of the lifestyle. Okay, and so then when you were comfortable with that, comfortable, then you did... but comfortable. Like actually, that 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 was the hardest because like probably that was that like those food was giving me the most uh, the most um, you want to say pleasure? Uh, pleasure, <laughs> yeah. But I was like dopamine, dopamine. I was thinking of the, so those food would give me the because I. I didn't have really a, a, a dopamine hit with rice or well, oh, you pasta, did. You maybe. Did. Yeah, but you, did. Less you just than, weren't noticing it yeah, as much. But, like, but I feel less like than I... a nice piece of date square with ice cream and so So th those were the first because I knew they were like the, the, the worst for me. But I also um, feel like the thing that people don't recognize is that it's not, I don't, I don't believe it's because you're getting less of a dopamine hit because as long as dopamine is being raised, I'm, I'm getting that sensation. Mm. I feel like the thing that's interesting is you're getting two different things. Yeah. You're getting the dopamine hit. You're also getting that cephalic, cuddly, mm, yeah. mommy used to give me this when I was a kid, when I was good. Like yeah. you're getting that yeah. thing as well, that emotional. Mm -hmm. And so it's bringing other things. It's bringing endorphin eruptions, bringing yeah. like, so it's like, it's, kind, it's, it's more than one thing happening yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's where people get even more hooked on the, like you said, the fun sugary yeah. things versus yeah. the normal like it's but, easier to give up rice than it is to give up yeah. the cookies on but, some but level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, that, that, that's for sure because, like, um, at the time, I was still, I was still thinking that I was eating, especially rice, rice for fuel because I thought, like, I thought like rice was good. The pasta, the pasta was a bit harder because it was more like a cuddly thing and an emotional thing, but uh, it wasn't that super hard to 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 get away from. And uh, like I said in the past, the bread. Like for me, it was the bread. Like uh, I, I did like a, a nice, like uh, full, fully grain bread, not like the, the usual white bread, but like and um, so that was a bit harder. And that was like the last piece of the of of, of the thing, like of, of my standard American diet to go. You know, what so, I also think it's interesting is that when you talk about bread. So I remember when I switched from white bread to brown bread, like years ago, mm -hmm. when I was trying to be more healthy. And so when you switch to brown bread, you kind of get this idea in your head that you're doing something good for yourself. Mm -hmm. And so every time, like, again, every time I think I'm doing something good for myself, I'm really motivated to do it. And so that motivation all mm -hmm. by itself then leads you to like, really feel like, but this is good, right? Like this, yeah. I'm, I'm being healthy, right? And it kind of fuels bad behavior mm -hmm. <laughs> on some level, right? Yeah. Because it's, it's so hard to then accept, no, I was doing something that wasn't good. Mm -hmm. So at least for me anyways, I think that that was part of it too. It's like, 
there's certain things that you like I had to be convinced mm. when I was reading all the research. It's not like I read the first thing that said carbs cause inflammation and thought, well, that's it. Like I had to be convinced. I read and I read, like I said, I learned that information in February. I started keto in April. Mm -hmm. That's a month of me. And if anybody knows me, when I start trying to understand something, I'm voracious in the way that I are voracious in the way that I attack an, a, a problem. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like every piece of information I get, I'm like, boom, 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 boom. Right. So a month. It wasn't, yeah. it was, it was hard to believe and accept mm -hmm. I was hurting myself. Yeah. I needed to be sure. But then once I was sure, boom, Yeah, like there was no turning back. Now, interestingly enough, like uh, did I, at the beginning, did I, do I remember if I had, if I needed to add some fat or like every time uh, a piece of carbs, like I took out of my diet, did I replace it some fat? I'm not so sure because like you, you, you were doing that like for a few months, I think at, the, at that point. So I was like going i was watching you go and probably eating more i know for sure like avocados came after um what i think also coconut oil maybe so. if i'm looking back on it accurately and this is me i'm trying to remember again mm -hmm. our, our memories right but yeah. i i also feel that by that point by the because by the time that you got to the point where you were ready to be at 20 or less mm -hmm. there's very likely that i already knew the whole fat thing yeah But yeah. when you were above 20, so like anything, even up to 125, when you're doing low carb, like you still have enough carbs to fuel your day. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, you don't mm -hmm. need that much. Right. So I think considering that we're eating it, our body's making what we don't, what if we're missing, like, so mm -hmm. you still have enough. Yeah. I feel like probably, I don't remember you having any like excessive hunger. No, no. Yeah. I do remember you being moody. But like, I don't like, no, remember any excessive hunger. No. And, uh, and I think even like my, my, my road to intermittent fasting, like the breakfast or quick, quick enough, like to, to, I wasn't like not hungry in the morning and just like a coffee with like, uh, three tablespoons of heavy cream was like fine. And it's still fine. Like, uh, as of today, uh, I do sometimes though, like interestingly enough, last week, I feel like my dinner were a little bit like, um, Lighter? smaller lighter mm -hmm. so i didn't have a big salad i didn't have like a big caesar salad with a piece of meat so it was like a few vegetables and a piece of meat so i did feel more hungry like at at, the, at lunch though but that's the thing i don't I, i have a caesar salad at lunch i, I eat like lighter at at, the, at dinner time so so i was probably taking the same amount of food but like split in two in two meals with like uh i was more doing like a 16-8 basically uh, uh, intermittent fasting Uh, yeah, scenario, but like, uh, yeah, so adding fat. So if we like adding fat, so I, I think adding fat at the very beginning mm -hmm. to get you through that period of adaptation mm -hmm. and have the energy because your body's not pulling from you yet. Yeah. As soon as your body starts pulling from you, as we both saw, yeah. the need for extra yeah. fat is like completely gone. So one week, one week after one week, you think uh, maybe uh... for me, for sure it was one week. But, but I, mean, I didn't add, right? Yeah. But don't forget, but it took me like, it took, I shouldn't even say it was a whole week because I mm. think by day, so day three and four were like, ah. mm. <laughs> and then, but day five and six were, were better. And okay. by day seven. So, but it, I think it actually started a bit before that, like five and mm. six were better. And then by day seven, for sure, I was like, fine. Okay. Um, well, what do you do after then? Because like you're, you got used in a week to like a new lifestyle and you 
like uh, well, that was when I learned that so I take tech- out progressively. So that that, that was when I learned that I could. So eventually, and I'm sure she wasn't right away, but eventually I did learn that I could have eaten more fat. Okay. And um, the speed at which I was losing, my hip issue was more of my concern than the weight loss, although I was losing. The speed at which I was losing at the very beginning, actually, I remember the first week was like eight pounds, which of course, mm-hmm. some of that's a lot of that is water. But the second week was pretty high too. I think it was six or mm-hmm. five. And I was like doing six or five, six and five. But again, remember, I was hardly eating any fat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think okay. when I did eventually learn that I could eat the fat and that it was healthy to eat the fat that was on, on the plate, on the meat, whatever, I started to do that. Mm-hmm. And I do feel at that point, it became... Um, more about recipes and more about, so I went through a phase. This is the other interesting thing about like, we're talking about like, do you need to add fat? But I mean, there's also, do you need to eat extras or I don't even know how to say that, but like, you were eating before. Yeah. Like, like, like I remember going through the phase of thinking like, I'm going to have spaghetti, but with, with, um, zucchini noodles. And like, there's a, there's a lot of replacing Mm that we get into, right? Like when we're doing this kind of thing, because, so at the beginning, I was looking at the way I was being told to do the ketogenic lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And like, there was a lot of, oh, if you miss pasta, make this. If you miss pizza, oh, yeah. make that. If you miss, th- so there was a lot of like, oh, this is the best keto bread. And this is, so today, a year and a half into the process, the thing that I think I've figured out that I hope sharing is gonna help other people to figure out mm-hmm. is, Keto is keto. Standard American diet is standard American mm, diet. Yeah. Mediterranean diet is Mediterranean diet. Paleo is paleo. They're different diets. Yeah. Um, not to say that there isn't some overlap, like especially between paleo and keto, you know, between Mediterranean and mm. keto, like there's, yeah. there's some overlap, but then there's so many differences that one thing that I learned and it took me a little while. And I mean, I'm not going to say I didn't, I played with making bread. Mm-hmm. I played with making uh, pizza with the, the cauliflower cl- mm-hmm. crust. We did that with cauliflower crust, with pork rind crust, with, with avocado crust. <laughs> I mean, sorry, not <laughs> avocado, with um, almond flour well, crust. With, with, with fat and with cheese. Yeah, yeah. so, oh, you know, yeah. we did we did all those things. And then what did we figure out? You kind of figure out that, first of all, replacements same. are not the same. Yeah. And, and I don't know if I will ever change. This is Violet now. Yeah. I don't know if I'll ever change. If it doesn't taste like what I remember, yeah. I remember that it's a funny story. At the beginning, like it took me, I don't know. I was like in my thing with bread. Like I was trying to make the perfect keto cake. Just having something like, because I used to, to do before like banana bread and it was really good. And my kids like loved it. I was like, oh, let me try to find something that, and it took me like six months, like the, the cakes were getting high on the side and in the middle and it was not like being fluffy and it was like a big, like thick, like, so, so like it took me and honestly, it took me probably almost, even more than six months. Like after I did it, I did like some cu- cupcakes that were good, but once I nailed it, like I, I didn't make the recipe again. <laughs> it was just like a challenge, like a challenge to me but to you, get to the perfect thing. But that's exactly it is I feel like there's a bit of that too, right? Like as soon as you know that I could have it, like, like when I found the, the, the keto bread, like mm-hmm. that one recipe that we have that like, okay, I know if I want to have a hamburger with a real bun that I can make this bread and it tastes okay. It doesn't taste like bread, bread, but it tastes okay mm-hmm. enough that I can say, okay, that's, that's fine. 
we boom yeah we use the lettuce leaves instead <laughs> yeah you know and it's like is isn't it like strange how you kind of in your brain want to know that i can yeah and as soon as i know that i can then it becomes well but is it is it really what i want to do today like mm. first of all their carb count on that thing versus eating a lettuce wrap mm. Mm, yeah. you know yeah it's i do feel that when we look at how we're told to do keto online there's the way the doctors tell us to do it mm. and actually i feel very confident in following what the doctors say so the doctors that are keto and they say this is what you should be doing i feel i have a lot of confidence in following what they say to do versus when i'm looking at people who just kind of say that this is what i did this one because what i do notice is that when i started and i was just trying to figure it out i liked what they were saying mm. why because it was in line with what i wanted right i was like i missed those things and i wanted to figure out a way to have those things not necessarily understanding the repercussions it might have i feel like as i got more information and as i kind of understood better like what's the repercussion of even if it's one day again i'm so much more sensitive and maybe it's just because mm. i've been living with this problem longer than i knew i was because remember in my 20s my knees were already hurting me mm. right my early 20s not even like in my late 20s my early 20s my knees were already hurting me so i feel like i've been living with this problem for so long that i'm so sensitive to a high carb count mm -hmm. so that if i eat that bread that i make even though it's like got good ingredients and it's lower carb than than real bread mm -hmm. it's still high enough it's carb still, yeah. that somehow it ends up it. affecting me a little bit mm -hmm. whereas the lettuce wrap doesn't affect me yeah and it's kind of like hmm, do i want to yeah. feel good tomorrow or do i want to have a real hamburger you feel, you feel much better eating a hamburger with a lettuce wrap than with even like a, a keto bread like don't feel better like actually don't feel as full you don't feel gassy you don't like when you eat a lettuce wrap it tastes good mm -hmm. and so it's like a lettuce wrap hamburger tastes oh, good yeah. versus when you eat a let a, a, a keto bun burger it tastes not right yeah <laughs> you don't end up being disappointed so <laughs> so like again it's like my memory is so good of what things are supposed to yeah. taste like, that when i'm eating that it's like it's, it's, it's this is not right it's interesting to me that if i make so when i make the keto bread usually it's because i'm eating something that i wouldn't have normally eaten with that mm. so for example if i'm gonna have some sardines i'll make i'll make keto bread because i wouldn't normally have eaten like I started eating sardines more after turning keto, right? I didn't eat them before. So I can eat that on bread and on a keto bread and it doesn't taste like anything I remember. Okay. So it's fine. So every, if I'm going to eat something that I know I wouldn't normally have eaten on Make bread. It's a new thing. So it's a brand right. new thing, right? There's no, there's no Violet's thing. memory of when she was younger mm -hmm. eating. <laughs> and I feel like that's okay. really, at least for me, that's key. Mm. So going back to the idea that when you try to replace things, mm. so how are you doing keto? Are you doing keto adding a lot of fat because I'm being told by people in the internet world to add fat when really that's not what makes keto work. You know, and that's frustrating. Keto mm. works because you're eating 20 grams of carbs mm. or less, mm. not because you're adding extra fat, right? Are there reasons for mm. people to add fat? Sure. If I have epilepsy, 
or Alzheimer's, like any kind of neurological issue that I'm trying to solve, adding some MCT oil can really be helpful okay. because it, you, because your, your brain needs the boost. It needs the extra. And so it will go there. Um, it will go everywhere, but it, it will benefit your brain. But if I don't have those kind of situations, is there a reason for me to eat extra fat? Mm. No, but you want to eat enough. Yeah. But what about, okay. So, so let's get back like to, to the beginning. You on the first week, uh, the first week of keto, you had a little bit more fat. How do you get back to your normal situation? What do you, how do you gauge or what do you do? Like after the first week you're in ketosis, probably. There's a good chance. I would probably say by, between the first week and the second so, week. Yeah, so basically sure. you take your diet and you just like take down your fat a little bit so you can get your own fat, but especially if your goal is to lose a little bit of weight and get healthy. Uh, so you want to bring your body to use your own fat. So basically you would keep your carbs at 20 or less, keep the same protein and play with your the, the, the amount of fat you ingest. Okay, so the thing that I would say there is... In the beginning, so that first week when you're adding a little fat, you're actually adding. So, like, mm. if, I mean, it's really just a bit about being very realistic with yourself, what you're doing. You're making, for example, you're making a steak and you're adding a little bit of, instead of, instead of barbecuing it, you're, you're frying it in the pan so mm. that you get to keep some of that fat in the okay. meat, right? Um, like you're, you're, if you had for some reason a chicken breast, you're pouring some olive oil on it, for example, you're adding fat to help yourself get from one meal to the next. But once you get into the point where you're eating a ketogenic lifestyle, so I feel adapted and I can tell I'm adapted. So basically if you're not, if you're not pricking your finger <laughs> or, or peeing on pea strips, the way you could tell that you're adapted is that I'm actually making it from one meal to the next and I'm not hungry. Right. So when I start to be able to do that reg regularly and I know that, okay, so I'm, I'm getting from meal to meal, I'm good. So once you're in that position, the thing that you're going to do to help yourself to not have to add extra fat is just not add extra fat. I'm okay. eating the piece of meat, okay. same amount that I was eating before. So for myself, one full chicken leg, which is the thigh and the drumstick. Mm -hmm. That's what I was eating before I started this diet. That's what I'm eating now. The only difference is allowing myself to eat that skin, right? Now, I'll be very honest with you. I don't like chicken skin. I don't often eat the chicken skin, but I'll eat all the fat that's around and inside the chicken skin. I just like don't like chicken mm. skin. But, you know, I also do eat avocado, which has a lot of fat. I do eat cheese that has fat. So I basically, without calculating my mm. fat, because I really never paid any attention to the amount of fat that I ate, I ate to satiety. Okay. And that's the other thing that's really interesting about fat. It's so hard to overeat fat. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if you've ever tried to just like eat fat. It's just, like, it's not, it's not easy. It's not a no, no, pleasant, no. like, oh yeah, I'm going to eat some. Like, it's, it's really not that. Although what you just said, like a piece of, a, a piece of beef, a fatty piece of beef is way more tasty and delicious than a lean piece of beef. <laughs> so you're talking about what like fat, like it's not easy to eat fat, but you don't like basically eat coconut oil by the tablespoon. Like. Exactly. So <laughs> the thing though, I will also still... Because fat is good. Like I'm just making a point that fat tastes good, especially on meat. So, and, and I agree with you. So, but at the same time, I still feel like it's hard to overeat it. Yeah, sure. Like, it, like if you, and, and, and this is something mm -hmm. that I guess maybe because I've actually been in the position where I've done carnivore days, 
like there is a limit like you, mm-hmm. like if i'm just eating meat there's a limit where i'm just like okay yeah yeah but yeah enough. i've had enough so like it's not like you're just gonna sit there and eat mm. steak after steak after steak no. after. Yeah. like you're, sure. you're gonna get to a point where you're just like okay yeah, yeah. i'm done I feel like if I allow myself to do that, so I eat to satiation, no matter what kind of fat's mm-hmm. on the table, that's what's going to happen. You know, it happens to me also with avocado where sometimes I won't be able to finish it. Yeah. Right. Like I'll, I'll have had a nice big piece of pork, let's say, and an avocado and, you know, some cheese. And I'm just like, yeah, you know, uh, I can't, I can't, I, I, I have had enough, like uh, nothing else is going in. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like. You have to say maybe for me, even the the beginners out there, the signals are. I do feel like on keto, the your satiety signals are different than if you eat like a big plate of pasta or you can just like. It's clear that like you had enough. I don't know if yeah. if I make sense, but like yesterday, I was it was clear after that that piece of pork I had with the salad, I had enough. Like I couldn't over like I couldn't eat anything else after that meal. Like even if you had had a dessert waiting, like yeah, dessert, yeah, no, yeah. there was no way. Like and it and the sing, like the signals your body sends you, I think are more are clearer than if you had carb, like uh, for for a meal where you had space for dessert or for like. And I feel like the other thing I'm going to point out is that we're so used to overeating, hmm. and I think sometimes we don't realize that we're overeating. Hmm. Like we're we're used to eating until we can't put any more hmm. in. And it's different when you're ta- when you're allowing yourself to eat until I'm satiated. It's not the same idea. Mm. Like I don't eat until I'm full. I eat until I'm no longer hungry, which is not the same thing, mm. right? And so, and especially when I was on, when I was losing, mm. like my brain was really around that idea of like when I'm when I don't feel hungry anymore, I stop eating. Now, like. Interestingly enough, it's like, I don't even have to think about it. It's just like, mm. you know, and well, also I've kind of, I, I think as you, the more you do this, you kind of get a, a clear idea of how much food you eat. So you like, my plates are also smaller. Mm-hmm. Like if you consider the size of salad, I don't know, you probably noticed this, the size of salads I used to make for myself versus the size of salads I make now mm. are so different mm-hmm. because yeah. I, I don't have space for all of that. Mm. So like, I've actually cut down on, on the amount that I'm eating, but Again, that's another good thing. Like in the beginning, I remember watching a lot of Dr. Burke videos and just that whole idea of wanting to feel satiated when I have a meal. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, my salads were huge. Still falling under 20 grams, mm-hmm. right? Because you can eat a lot of salad before oh, yeah. you get to 20 grams of carbs. Like, you, I mean, a lot. Like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like really a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's like, mm-hmm. I remember being like, like eating like super huge salads and it was very satisfying to eat mm-hmm. that much salad and, and, and know that I wasn't going over and then I look at it today and it's like, like, yeah, it's like, I don't need to eat that. So you're not getting your seven to 10 cups of salad per day. I'm nowhere near. <laughs> Gotta tell the doctor. Break. <laughs> you know, I, I probably get three. Boy, yeah. Maybe yeah. three yeah. now if I'm, if I'm getting three mm-hmm. on the days that I eat, eat vegetables on the days that I don't, I get none, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, again, it's a very different way of looking at it. So I go back to the original question, which is like, you know, how much fat and how do we know how much to have fat to have or and i feel like it's all of this is about really understanding keto yeah right because keto is not about how much fat it's about how much carbs Mm -hmm. and and then when you understand that then all the replacement foods that you can make and even even bars like you know we didn't touch on that but like even like 
bars and snacks and whatever and it's like when you truly understand keto it's kind of like that idea the word snack even is kind of like hmm, yeah. like what 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 snack like when do you have a snack mm -hmm. like yeah. like it's it's a, it's a different way of thinking because if i'm hungry my first idea is what meal am i gonna have mm. right like i don't even think about a snack any longer when you're really invested in doing a ketogenic lifestyle, like you do recognize that that word snack just falls away because it's a spike of insulin that's unnecessary in between meals. Mm. Right. And then, so what, what replaces it, if you are going to have small little things like nuts or whatever, it's they they become part of the meal mm -hmm. at the end of the meal, possibly. Mm -hmm. Could be at the beginning of the meal, depending on what you like to do. I had, mm -hmm. I had a friend in school. <laughs> she loved to eat her dessert first. Yeah. Yeah, it was a very interesting. Not to spike her insulin, like yeah, a big spike, so she can go through the rest of her meal. Yeah. <laughs> you just helped me to understand something that I saw on, on Rhett and Link and Good Mythical Morning when they're talking about eating some something sweet so that you can have more space for food. So, yeah. Wow, you just made me understand something. I didn't even get that. Okay, cool. Mm. Okay. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I watched Good Mythical Morning. <laughs> <laughs> but what about okay, maybe the the the, the third scenario when you're on maintenance? Was it like difference oh. that at the beginning and like, because like you don't try to lose anymore. There, there's going to be a point where your fat, like your fat percentage is going to be like super low. Or if you're an athlete or like, do you need to add a little bit more? How do you gauge it? So this is where I come always to set. Yeah. This is where I come back to eating a ketogenic lifestyle is low carb, moderate protein, moderate fat, yeah. because the truth is, yes, there's going to come a point where you are going to be moderate in the amount of, so you're adding a little bit. Mm -hmm. But again, I say a little bit because it is a little bit. It doesn't take much for you to have enough energy to keep your body weight stable, mm -hmm. right? And please, please, please do not do keto. And then when you get to maintenance, re-add carbs. Oh, yeah, sure. That is the wrong thing to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have a lot of people asking me that question. Like when I get, do I add carbs back? No, you never add carbs back. Carbs are dangerous, hmm. right? What you do is you add a touch of fat. And so again, everybody's different, right? Like I do believe that there's going to be some people who just by eating the fat that comes along with their meat are able to be, to get to that good weight. And they just kind of keep hmm. floating along kind of yeah. the best stall. Hmm hit my weight, my number and just keep going. Right. But then there's going to be other people who will need to add a bit of fat. Like that was mm -hmm. my story. I got to, well, I actually passed my goal weight and, oh, then, still losing, and right? then I at got to the next level down and I started to look at myself in the mirror and be like, I don't like this. Like mm -hmm. I'm too thin. And I had to like put on a few more pounds. And then I started to mm -hmm. eat for maintenance, which was so I ate a little extra fat for a little, a few weeks. So I got back up to the weight I wanted to be. And then I cut it down again to try to figure out like where to stay. And now I, I have an amount mm. that I know I can just, if I eat this much fat in my day. So okay. basically. So you kind of play with, with your. Play, I play with, with it. Play with your fat. Yeah. And like and what I do is, fat. what I did was I, I never changed the amount of meat. Right. Unless I'm doing a carnivore day, then I eat a bit more. Mm. But like I never changed the amount of fat slash like my, pro, my fat on my meat. Mm. What I did is I added some fat to my coffee. So that was my way of doing it, that I can kind of know how much I'm adding, mm -hmm. right? And it made it easier for me. But like everybody's different. Like you're going to see where do you enjoy getting your fat from? I don't, I actually enjoy having those kind of coffees. 
I know the other thing that people ask me about is like, if I'm in maintenance, how come I can do um, fast? Like I do every week, a 24 hour fast, 48, 48. hour, 40, sorry, 48 hour fast. Mm -hmm. And I do one meal a day, like regularly. And people were asking that question. And I really do feel like it's a matter of like understanding your body. And so even though I regularly do one meal a day, I do do different amounts of intake. Mm, yeah. So like what I will have some days where I know that I'm eating more energy because I don't, I don't do the calorie thing, but like I'll, I'll make a meal that I know is it's more meat and it's more, um, I'm, I'm still under 20 grams of carbs, but it's more veg and it's more like, I'll have a much bigger meal and then I'll have, then I'm used to, right. And then I'll go back to having my normal amount of food and then I'll have days where I don't eat. Mm -hmm. Right. So my body never quite knows like what's coming at it because that's yeah. part of helping yourself to be able to be stable. Right. Yeah. If your body your... can get used yeah. to what you're doing, it adjusts itself. Yeah. And I don't want my body to adjust itself because then like you end up in that situation where like the slightest change in the amount of what you eat can cause you to either gain or lose weight. So I'm kind of throwing my body curveballs all the time by having these like big meals every occasionally um, and fasting. Well, my fasting is quite regular. It's like it's every every yeah. seven days, but um, but then I do do longer fasts every okay. few months to again throw a curveball at my body, right? Mm. And also with the autophagy and the apoptosis and all that other stuff. So I feel like that's the other piece of the puzzle is that when we look online and we see all this information and we're trying to like weed through like what's healthy to do, what's dangerous to do, mm. like what will help us to achieve our goals. It's about really understanding what is it that keeps you in a ketogenic state. And you would think that overeating one day would have taken me out because mm -hmm. of all the protein that I'm having, because I'm not increasing the carb over 20, but I'm having more protein and obviously with the okay. protein, more fat. But the thing that we've learned is that when your body is in a ketogenic state and then you have extra protein, it doesn't actually take you out of ketosis. Mm. You have to remember way back, way back, way back when, <laughs> before we had all these carby things to eat, what were we eating? Meat and mm. meat and meat and meat, right? Okay. So, and we were in ketosis. Okay. So, so it's interesting because that was my next question. What if you're an athlete? Say you're uh, an athlete, you go to the gym like every day, uh, you're in ketosis, you have a low percentage of fat, uh, you need a bit more energy, then can you add more protein like to that or you still need to Protein's play with the fat? Protein is not an energy source. So it's not going to okay. give you, like, it's not okay. going to take you out of ketosis, but it's not giving you okay. the energy. You would add more fat. Okay. So, okay. And then But the thing next... is that if you're an, sorry, yeah, I was going to say, if you're an athlete yeah. and you're in the gym, it's better for you to allow your body to grow naturally than trying to force it by forcing more energy. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like the thing that happens is that we're trying to rush things and yeah. a healthy body is not something you can rush. Mental health is not something you can rush. Mm -hmm. A healthy body is not something you can rush and financial stability, <laughs> things that you can't rush, right? It's like being conscious of what you're doing and planning it out and doing the right things help us to be good in those areas. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you want to have a healthier, stronger body, fuel it well, eat the, um, a good amount of protein. So the amount of protein that's going to help you to build mm -hmm. quality protein. Right. Okay. One last question. 
then you're at the beginning of your journey you want to have an idea how much should i eat like are those keto calculated because we know we don't want to take into consideration calories but are, are still those keto calculators good so to, to at least for as a starting point like so in your journey? i will i i i did use a keto calculator at the very beginning so like I said, I did a lot of the things that <laughs> were out there yeah. and I did use a keto calculator at the beginning. So I knew how much, well, carbs is obvious, 20 grams or less. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, I knew how much protein I was supposed to be aiming at and I knew how much fat I was supposed to be aiming at. And one of the things that I did notice is that by eating to satiety, I wasn't always, so first of all, my protein amount never changed because that's what I was eating before and it's what I was comfortable eating and and, and it was close enough in the calculator to the, mm -hmm. right? So I never actually bothered to try to up that number. Um, at the fat number, I never even paid attention to it. Like I, the number was there and like I put it in, in chronometer because that's the, not sponsored, mm -hmm. that's just the program that I used. Mm -hmm. I put it in and never was I ever near it. Like mm. ever, like, except for like the few times I went over it. Right. But like, yeah. usually I was like well under it. So the thing that I would say is like, do you need to focus on those numbers? And I, I, I come back to no. Mm. Keeping your 20 grams of carbs or less, that's the important number. Trying to hit those other numbers, I think is a mistake. Theoretically, you should be under those numbers mm -hmm. if you're losing. So like just putting this in perspective, if you're trying to lose, you should be under those numbers. The only time I feel like those numbers come back into play is when you're in maintenance. Mm. In maintenance, then trying to be near your, your number becomes important, right? Mm -hmm. Because you want to be in a state where you're staying stable. So during your loss, I, I really honestly, I, I can like, I remember at some point when we were at my anniversary and I wanted to talk about that. I actually had to go back and even check because I had no idea how many times was I ever even near the number mm -hmm. of fat because I never paid any attention to it. I paid attention to my micronutrients in that program. I paid attention to my carb count. Mm -hmm. I never looked at calorie count. I never, and actually it was very surprising to me to find out how often my calorie count was high mm. yeah. because I wasn't paying any attention to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, it's true because if you have like uh, if you want to do the cheese crisp to dip in your avocados like the calories can can go but even up just the avocado i mean i often eat a whole be. avocado yeah. yeah yeah so like even just the mm -hmm. avocado by itself i often mm -hmm. eat a whole avocado like i shouldn't say often it's almost, it's almost, almost daily yeah. <laughs> but and i eat those a whole... big costco avocados yeah. not even the small <laughs> no not even the small, the small one like it's a large, stores, avocado. Like, yeah. a large avocado yeah so it's it's these things right like mm. and so you know, again, positive negatives, right? Like, so, so basically, even, I'm not even going, I'm not you, telling people to eat a whole avocado. If you start on your journey, then like, no, those apps are not uh, necessary. Like what you need to keep in mind is don't do low carb, low fat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the thing. Yes. That was, don't do, that was torturous. <laughs> avoid low carb, low fat and you're, and you should be fine. <laughs> keeping your carbs low protein, the same as you were eating before. You don't like, it's not because you're going keto that you're going to eat like three chicken legs. So if you if you had one before, like like just keep with what you were comfortable. Unless before. you were eating low protein before, you want to oh, eat yeah. the right amount for your oh, body. Yeah, 
So you want to make sure you're eating the adequate mm. amount to build your body. Um, and, and the thing I like to tell people is like remind people is that, you know, every seven years, right. Mm. You're going to have a new fresh me. Mm. Right. And like, so what I eat today is building the body that I'm having in the next seven years. So eat well, right? mm. and, eat, and eat, make sure you have enough protein to build this. Mm. And play with yeah. your fat. And, okay. and yeah, you, when you're going to be in maintenance, your fat mm. is going to be either where it is for like, it's going to stay kind of there, or you might have to add a teeny bit, right? Like if you're, some people are lucky and when they get to maintenance numbers, like they have already, their body already started to slow down mm -hmm. and they're not losing anymore. And so it's mm -hmm. good. And they just can keep cruising along at that level of fat. Yeah. But then there's people like myself that like, I was still going down and I was really just not happy with mm -hmm. the, the look like, you know, like yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I would like to look healthy. Uh, so then I decided to up it and you know, like, I feel like you never know what's going to happen as you go forward. Yeah. Right. So my things And needless to say, stick with the good fats, like yeah. no lazy keto, dirty keto, or five guys or McDonald's fats are not good. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. We this were was this. actually a pretty cool uh, conversation yeah. about fat and, and other things. We kind of touched on other topics. Mm -hmm. If you've made it this far into the video, I know you're a wellness warrior. Thank you very much. But if you have and you're not a wellness warrior, please consider subscribing. I make these videos every week. Uh, we have a Patreon account that you can go to if you like these kind of videos and would like to contribute to the production of these videos and there's some other perks there. You can go to Violet. No, you can't. You can go to Patreon slash Violet Rivera where there's uh, information about contributing to the production of videos. And thank you guys. Thanks. See you next time. I love what I love making these videos for you guys. Thank you yeah. for watching Mind Blowing Health and Wellness with Violet Patch Out Edition. We'll talk to you guys next time. Goodbye.